Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mary, and welcome to Life in the Word. We are the official host of Bread of Life Bible Study, which is uh, broadcast from Hope International Ministries, where I am the senior pastor. Today, we are bringing you part two of Why Faith Confession Works. If you've listened to one, you've got to listen to part two. We pray that you are tremendously blessed by listening to this message. God bless you. And as we say at Hope International Ministries, Jesus Christ is Lord. Be blessed, people of God. Good afternoon or good morning to some. I'm Pastor Mary Mallory, and um, today we will be broadcasting um, at home. This is our Outreach Sunday, and we will be having our free clothes giveaway at our worship uh, center on today. So I wanted to leave um, our Him family social media, as well as from our home church with a message from the Lord on today. So I did want to bring, uh, or I do want to bring the word of God briefly on today. So um, grab your Bibles and uh, come along with me. We have been uh, talking about faith confessions. That's what uh, the Lord has had us uh, teaching on over the last several weeks. And on last Sunday, we talked about um, faith confession and why it works. And so on today, um, I'm going to continue in that fashion. And I am going to begin with a part two of this. And we'll have several um, several more sessions on or teachings on uh, why faith confession works. And so grab your Bibles, your electronic devices, and for a few minutes, come along with me. I'm going to go to Mark 11 and 23, which is our, um, trying to find my Bible, which is our foundational scripture for today. It is Mark 11, verse 23. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And if I don't give you a alternate version, uh, in other words, if I don't tell you uh, that I'm reading from the American Standard or the English Standard Version. Just assume that I am reading from the New King James. That's the version that I use the most. So um, if I don't say anything, that's the version version that uh, I am I'm reading from. Unless diff- different, I will let you know. And so uh, here we are at Mark 11 and 23. And the Word of God says, For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. And so I always tell the people at Hope International Ministries, if you're a Bible underlining person, I would certainly underline uh, in my Bible that he will have Whatever he says, you will have whatever you say. And, you know, it, 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 we're, we're talking about confessing 
uh, what the word of God says, uh, that we are to be speaking in agreement and in alignment to the word of God. But you can also speak in agreement and in alignment with, with, with what the word world says or what the enemy is saying. And so we must be very conscious and become more aware of our words and what we're saying. Amen. I tell the people again at Hope International Ministries, when something comes out of my mouth, that's not in agreement with what God's word says. I cover those words with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's just something that I do. Amen. And so we we have been been sharing over the, the last several weeks, as I said earlier, uh, why confession works. And so today uh, we're in part two of why faith confession works. And I would say that one of the reasons why it works um, is because it is a kingdom principle. Faith confession Saying what God says, agreeing with God says, not mentally, but, well, let me say that again, mentally, yes, and also verbally. And it's more important verbally to confess it than to think it. A lot of times we'll think it and we'll repeat it and meditate on that word, which is fine. Okay, but it comes to the point that we need to confess it. We need to say what we believe. Amen. And open up our mouths and begin to decree and to to declare what God's word says. Because we know that the scripture tells us that God's word is spirit and God's word is life. God's word is powerful. God's word is living. The word of God for many, many years, you would walk into a a saint's house or go into, you know, uh, one of the believers homes and it it would be fashionable for them to have this great big Bible sitting on the um, main table in, in in the living room. Right. They would have the, you know have it spread out. You walk and there's the, 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 the table there, uh, that's, that's in front of the, the couch. And in the middle of that table, you have a great big Bible. Amen. And that great big Bible never opened. It was there just for display. It was there, um, just for, um, decoration purposes. But, but, but when you, when you, um, when you see the word or when you place the word of God uh, in, in respects to it being considered just a fixture in the home or just um, something fashionable in the home, it, it, it really, it, it, it's, 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 it's really um, heartbreaking because In the word of God, you have the keys to every uh, answer, to every dilemma, every situation, every circumstance that you may come up against in life. It's there in the word of God. Amen. So it's not just to sit and look pretty opened up, but we are to get into that word and allow the word of God to become applicable in our lives. What do I mean by that? That we begin to read it and study it and understand it so that we now can apply it to our lives. And as we apply it to our lives through confession, amen, and believing, it it, it allows 
God's word to manifest. I heard a preacher say that um, faith in the word of God is currency in the kingdom of God. And so just like you go to the store and you pay for something to receive something, you go to to Walmart and you pay for a colored television with, with cash and you come home with that colored television. Well, when you are looking for, for, um, answers and looking for God to move and manifest in his, in your life, according to his word, it is the faith. It is those faith filled words, faith in his word, faith in God, trusting in God. Even when we can't see, we don't understand that faith is what unlocks the door. That faith is what is the currency that allows uh, that thing that you're believing and standing on God's word for to manifest in our lives. And so, as I said, we've been sharing over the last several weeks why confession works. And I would say that it works, first of all, because it's a kingdom principle. If you go over with me to Mark 4.26, go over there, please, to Mark uh, 4 and 26. Because there in Mark 4 and 26, the Bible says that he said, Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. He's telling you here, Jesus is telling you what the kingdom of God is like, how the kingdom of God operates. He says that the kingdom of God, amen, is as if a man cast a seed into the ground. And in Luke 8 and 11, in Luke 8 and 11, it says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Now, remember, I've been teaching you that that the soil, the ground is the heart and the seed is the word of God. As we see in Luke 8 and, and, uh, 8 and 11, uh, that we sow uh, into our hearts and we know that we sow the word of God by speaking and confessing. His word, that's how it is sown uh, and rooted in our hearts. And so he's telling us this is how the kingdom of God operates. If you want to get something from the kingdom of God, you want to have to sow seeds. And I told people, I, I hold up the word of God and hold up, uh, hold it up high and tell, tell them that this is your seed. This is your seed. And so whatever you need, if you need deliverance, Amen. If you if you need prosperity in certain areas of your life, and I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about in your health, I'm talking about in your mental state, go into the word of God and grab some seed, begin to start confessing that seed over your life and it gets into your heart because we know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word that builds up our faith. And the more you build up the faith, the more it becomes a part of the fabric of your being. In other words, it's not just something I'm saying. It's not just some cliche. It's not just form or fashion, but it gets into your spirit. And when you get convicted about the word of God or or something that you believe in God to do, can nobody pull that thing down? Uh, I did an example on last week. I said most all of us know that we're saved. We, we could tell you that we're saved. If somebody came to you today and you know that you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you believe in your heart, you've invited him to become Lord of your life, and somebody walks up to you and tells you, you're not saved. Well, you know what? You're so convicted in your heart. Can't nobody tell you that. No, 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 no. Let me tell you this. 
All right. This is me paraphrasing. Don't tell me what I'm not. Because one thing I do know is that I'm saved. And secondly, you, I, I, I do know this, that I love the Lord with all of my heart, my soul, my strength, and my might. See, no one can take that away from you because you believe it with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and all your strength. Well, that's the way the seed of the word should be in our life. When we're confessing and believing God to do something miraculous in our lives according to his word, and we're talking and, and confessing in agreement with, with this word, the more we say it, the more conviction. And then it gets to the point when somebody says, oh, you're not going to be healed. You're just saying that, you know, that stuff don't work. You're going to stand up because now I believe it in my heart. No, 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 no. By his stripes, I am healed and it will come to pass. It shall manifest in my life. Now it's not just a cliche. It's not just something I'm saying. It's not just something I'm repeating, but now it has become a conviction. It is real to me. It is so real that even though it has not manifest, praise God, it has not manifest in the natural, but I see it. Glory to God. I see it by faith. Amen. And so that's where we want to get to in our level of faith and in our trusting in God and his word. And so we said in Luke 11 uh, that the scripture says that now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed that you're planting is the word of God. And then in Matthew, in Matthew 13 and 19, it says, and the seed is sown in the heart. I'm just reiterating because I need you to hear it over and over again. The seed is the word of God, according to Luke 8 and 11. Uh, Mark 4 26 tells us that the kingdom functions as if a man should cast a seed into the ground. And then we just, again, reiterating and reviewing Matthew 13 and 19. Uh, tells us uh, that that the that the seed uh, is sown uh, into the heart of man. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I think I went went ahead of here. Let me just make sure that I got my scripture right. Amen. That I'm not ahead of myself. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. So in Matthew 13 and 19, it says, and when anyone heareth the word of God and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and snatches away that which was sown. What is being sown? The seed. Where is it being sown? In your heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. So i chose this scripture because one, uh, the first thing is that if you don't understand it, so you just can't read the word just to be, you know, you can't just read the word just to read it as, um, you know, pastime and just something to do, but we have to study the word. Amen. And sometimes we think, um, people of God that we have to study a whole chapter. We have to study, you know, eight, nine verses, but you can just study one verse. Uh, I, I sat with one of our deacons and we got a concordance and uh, we sat down together and I said, listen, we, we you know, we're not going to do a whole, whole um, chapter here. Let's just pick one verse. And by the time we finished with that one verse, there were so many cross references. Uh, we had like a page of notes just from one verse 
that we glean from. So it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't people, you know, blow it out. They blow it up and make it seem like it's it's enormous. And but you can take one scripture and 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 study that one scripture. And, and it could literally take you all day. Um, I believe one day we're going to have a, a teaching, um, a hands-on teaching, possibly through Zoom, where I can teach people how to study the Bible. Because we hear the term, you know, study to show yourself approved. But sometimes, you know, we don't really know how to study. We just believe that as, as we read the passages that we're studying it. But it's more to that. Amen. We could dig a little deeper. And that's our, that's our mission statement, that we're going deeper. So I'm going to hear the Holy Ghost saying to teach the people how to truly study the Bible and how to go about cross-referencing and some of the tools that many of you have on your, believe it or not, you have it on your, on your smartphones. Amen. I have all these books, about a hundred or so books here that I go, that I can go through to study. Um, but now all of that has been, um, has been pretty much, um, packaged now in our phones on apps. And so we have to understand the word of God that has been sown because if we don't understand it, the parable tells us that the enemy comes and snatches it out because we don't have an understanding. We don't really know how to apply it. We, we know we've read it. We got it in our head, but how do I use it? Um, how does it work for me? Um, how, how can I apply it in my life? What scriptures do I need to pull from to begin to confess over my life? These are all things that we need to understand in order to see the kingdom manifest. Now, the kingdom is in us. Amen. The kingdom of God is in us. But how do we get that kingdom and the promises and the principles to manifest here in the natural? That's what I'm trying to teach on today. Amen. And so we know that in Matthew 13 and 19, again, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, the Bible says, then cometh the wicked one and snatches away that which was sown in our hearts. And this is he which received seed, the word, by the wayside. Amen. And so we know that we, we sow God's word by confessing. I'm just moving my paper here. Uh, we, 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 we. We know that we that we sow God's word by confessing what God says. And when we talk about confessing, when we when we're referring to the word confessing, what we mean is agreeing with his word. We agree. We don't agree with what the word the world says that there's an inflation. Amen. So if we agree with what the word of God says now, we're, it, 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 there's something going on here. You know, <laughs> we see the prices going up, but we we're in agreement with God's word. Amen. We're not, we're not going to believe that we're going to we're going to live in lack and we're not going to have enough and that uh, our, our income is is not going to be able to supersede what our um, our debt is. That's not what we confess because we're faith people. So we go to the word of God and we dig seed from the word of God. Amen. And, and, and we begin to confess what the word of God says and the word of God says that he'll supply all our need. We say in that a lot, amen, that we need to get it in the atmosphere. He supplies all our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Despite what's going on around us, this is our confession because we are operating from a kingdom standpoint. We are, we are a people, we are a royal and holy nation, and we have been called out of this natural rim, amen, into God's kingdom. And so now we're learning how to function and to live out of the kingdom. So 
And let me just put this in there. The kingdom principles, God's word will always supersede the natural. Amen. So even though we're physically here in the natural, we're spiritually, we're also able to operate in the kingdom principles and in the spiritual realm. Amen. Amen. And so we, we, we bring the spiritual realm into existence here through sowing seed, the word of God into soil, into the soil of our heart and, and confessing it enough that we can get it in the, in, in the fabrics of our being. And it's no longer just, we're saying it, but we believe it by faith because faith is the currency for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I'm getting happy already. I'm just preaching myself happy. All right. And so we know again, I'm repeating, I know, but we know that we sow God's word by confessing what God says, agreeing with his word. And not only are we agreeing, we are believing his word. Amen. We know that God's word, he tells you, he said, my word is truth. His word is the only truth. And his, that's why his word supersedes what we experience here in the natural because he is truth. We know that the natural realm, realm, amen, let me get it right, that it has been affected. I'm not sure I understand. I don't know why my uh, phone does that, but disregard it. Amen. We know that in the end, let me turn it off because my phones and other electronic devices uh, have been doing some of their own things. Amen. <laughs> so I don't know why it's doing that, but, um, and then I forgot my chain of thought. So let's go back and the Lord will bring it back to me. Amen. Romans 10, nine and 10. And it says, and that's probably the enemy. You see, we distracted me. So I lost the point that I wanted to make, but God be the glory. Amen. God be the glory. He gets the glory out of this session. Amen. Out of this teaching glory to God. So in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And we know this is how uh, every individual, the unsaved, uh, we, we lead them into the prayer of salvation. And this is part of the prayer of salvation. This is part of your 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 um your, your embracing of God's kingdom and becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. And this is what we do. Amen. And so in verse 10, it says, for with the heart, with the what heart man does what I would underline. If I'm a Bible underliner, man believes with your heart, you believe, you believe the word of God. You believe the promises of God. And it goes on to say unto righteousness. And then part B of that same uh, verse 10 says, and with your what mouth, with your mouth, you're going to do what confess. And what are you confessing? You're confessing Jesus Christ. That's how, um, the faith confession works. The same thing I said it before and I'll say it again. The same thing, uh, we did at our conversion when we received Jesus Christ, we, 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 we openly confessed, amen, him as Lord of our lives. We openly confessed that we believed glory to God with our mouth and in our hearts. It's the same, I want to say the same 
procedure is really not the word I, I really want to use, but the only I can think of right now. But it's the same thing we do when it comes to confessing uh, his word over other areas in our lives. And so going back to the title of this message. Why does faith confession work? Why does it work? All right. I'm going to give you three reasons that we've we've already gone over. And then I'm going to give you the fourth one today. The first reason why faith confession works, people of God, is because it is a kingdom principle. It is a kingdom principle. We know over in Mark 11 and 23, I think it was, or Mark um, 4 and 26, maybe. We know that this is how the kingdom operates. Jesus said, and he tells his disciples later on in the scripture, he says, if you don't get this parable, if you don't get the parable of the seed and the sower, then you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get any of this because this is what the kingdom is established. This is the foundation of the kingdom. And so why faith confession works? One, because because it is a kingdom principle and a principle is an adopted. It is an adopted rule or method for application. Let me say that again. A principle is an established adopted rule or method for application. And so a principle is a principle. It cannot be, it, it will work anywhere. And I always use gravity. Gravity is a principle. What uh, goes up is going to come down because gravity is a principle. It draws, it pulls matter together. Amen. So it's a principle. I don't care where you go unless you go to outer space, but anywhere on the earth, anywhere you go within the earth, that principle is going to be applied. Amen. And it's, it's, that's what God is saying in his word, the kingdom principles of faith confession. It's a principle and it is a, an adopted rule or method for application when it concerns the kingdom of God. The second reason why faith confession works is because it is the way you sow seed in the kingdom. God tells us that Jesus tells us that we've read the scriptures to back it up. The third reason faith confession works uh, is because it causes faith to come. Let me say that again. I got paper blowing all over the place. Listen here, the enemy, he on the roll today, right? Let me put something over here to keep that from um, distracting us. Hopefully that'll work. Okay, so the third reason why faith confession works uh, is because it causes faith to come. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, we preached this on last week. Romans 10 and 17 as we're reviewing. Romans 10 and 17 tells us that faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? The word, the word. The word. So the more you hear the what? The word, the more faith is being built up. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. The more you hear the word of God, the more you confess it, the more faith is being built up. And that's according to Romans 10 and 17. Faith, hallelujah, cometh by hearing and hearing by God's word. God's word is full of faith. God's word is living 
Amen. So get that word in you. If you have that, the wind is just blowing. Listen here. The wind is just blowing everything all in my room. I'm just going to count it as the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so um, you have to, you have to hear it. It's not enough to just memorize it and to meditate on it. We do that. But here we know that we also must confess it because the only way you're going to hear something and listen to something, there must be something audible. It has to be audible. Amen. Amen. And so as we, um, we get a little further into our lesson on why faith confession works. I gave you three reasons that we've already gone over prior and prior lessons. And so today I want to tell you that faith confession works because it renews the mind to the word of God. So we're going to add that as number four. That's the fourth thing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Amen. Why does faith confession works? Well, it works because it renews the mind to the word of God. Amen. It renews our mind to the word of God. Saints of God, we must realize that um, when, when we gave our life to Jesus Christ, when we were born again, Paul said in Romans 12 and 2, he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What Paul is telling us here in Romans 12 and 2 is that when we um, were born again at our conversion, our spirits were born again, but our mind wasn't. Our spirit was born again. They came alive. It's born again. But our mind um, did not get born again. And so he's telling us in Romans 12 and 2, because your mind has not been born again, your mind has been um, programmed to the world. Well, now you're, you're operating out of the kingdom. So now you're in, you're, you're in a new place. You're, 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 you, it's just like you, um, you know, I, I, I'll give an example of an, of an immigrant, right? So an immigrant who's, um, immigrated from, let's say France, amen. And so they've been programmed and they've learned the culture and, 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 um, the social interactions and, uh, of, of that particular country that they've grown up, the language, everything, the clothing, everything they know is, is, is based out of their, them being born in that particular culture, which would be France, right? So they would speak French, they would eat French food, blah, 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 all of those things. They moved to America. They gain citizenship here. So in order to become a citizen here, now you're going to have to change some of your thinking. Um, you may have to change some of your way of, 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 of dress. You may have to change some of, um, of, of your, your, your ability to not just speak only French, but now uh, I I'm, I'm in America. I have to adopt the customs uh, some of the history I have to embrace here of uh, the language, the food, the way the people in the United States live. 
So you have to you have to reprogram your thinking. You have to reprogram it from the way you lived in France to now how you're living in the United States. And it's the same thing, praise Jesus, with the with 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 us as as believers. We we were born and shaped in iniquity. We are or have been a part of the kingdom of darkness for the majority of our lives. So we're programmed to that nature, that culture of the things that, that, that embrace the kingdom of darkness. We've been programmed. It's been programmed. We, 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 we've embraced the culture, the language, uh, the dress style. Amen. So now that we've saved, we've been born again. We're in the kingdom of light. We're citizens of God's kingdom. It's like the immigrant. So now I have to learn the ways of the kingdom because now I've immigrated. <laughs> if I could just say that I've immigrated from the kingdom of darkness, like the, the, the French, uh, man or woman. And now I have immigrated over here into the, uh, the, the United States or the kingdom of God. So now I have to reprogram my thinking, uh, some of my thinking, some of the ways, um, that I, I, I dress my attire, um, some of my thinking, my ideas. Now things change because now I've immigrated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light or the kingdom of God. Amen. So I have to renew my mind. I have to renew my mind. I have to reprogram my mind to think glory to God. Think like the kingdom operate like the kingdom because that's, um, my citizenship. Now that's the kingdom that I call my home. Amen. That's the kingdom principles and ways of life now that I choose to embrace. And so that's what Paul is telling us in Romans 12 and two, because if we don't, if we don't renew our minds to the kingdom of God, then we'll continue to operate from the kingdom of darkness. And that's, 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 that's a travesty, right? You're no longer in that kingdom, but you're still stuck mentally there. And God wants to bring you over here in the kingdom of light. Amen. Where you'll be able to embrace and to receive all the wonderful blessings and deliverance and freedom that he offers us by way of his kingdom as citizens. And so Paul is writing here in Romans 12 and two, you know, he's not writing to the unbeliever. He's not writing to those that are not saved in Romans 12 and two. But Paul's writing to the Roman church and he's telling them, the believers, he's instructing them to do something about their mind and the way they're thinking. Amen. We've come out of the world. We've come out of the world and all of the things that the world embraced. We don't embrace that now because we're in a new kingdom. And so people of God, confession of God's word, speaking in agreement with um, what God said causes our mind to be renewed so that we can think like God thinks. Amen. So when we're confessing his word and that word is transforming our mind, we begin to think, we begin to take on um, the ideology of God 
and what, what, what his teachings are, what Jesus has taught us, all of his teachings. We become students of, 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 of Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, we begin to think like the master, the master teacher. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then we begin to renew our minds to his word and to his practices and to his beliefs. And then we begin to think like him. And so when we begin to think like him, right, when we begin to think like him, then it it causes us to start to talk like God talks. And then eventually talking like God talks will cause us to do what? Walk like God walks. You have to beat people up. If they get into scripture and allow the word to get in them and and transform their thinking, um, the, the transformation will begin. The transfer, you say you don't have to beat people up with the Bible and manipulate and control people to do things. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And if we are open to what he is telling us as we read the word of God, as he gives us revelation, glory to God, as we open up our hearts, as we become and remain teachable, the transformation will begin. And it begins up here. It begins with your thoughts. Your thoughts become your talk. Amen. Then it causes you to walk right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it will cause you to walk like God walks without fear, without anxiety. But when we walk like God walks, saints of God, we walk in victory. We walk in victory instead of feeling defeat. Now, if we fail to get our minds renewed, precious people of God, if we fail to get our minds renewed by God's word, we might find ourselves like Peter. And I've been preaching on this thing. Amen. It's just been blessing my soul. But but just open up your hearts and and, and listen to this for a minute. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would, would give you revelation even beyond this. If we fail to get our minds renewed to the kingdom of God, by way of the word of God. We might find ourselves like Peter. Remember Peter. Peter was the one that jumped out of the boat, right? So when he jumped out of the boat, I said at Bible study that I don't think he was really ready to walk like Jesus walked. He jumped out of the boat, but was he really ready to walk like Jesus walked? Peter got out of the boat, I believe, before he was ready. I believe he wasn't really ready. He got out. He responded in faith and he got out, but he, but he, but he really wasn't ready. And, and so, um, you're probably saying, okay, well, we've, we've heard this in scripture and, um, you know, we've heard it preached over and over again, that faith and, um, you're right. It's true. But, but I don't think that Peter was ready to really get out of the boat. See, Peter, Peter had learned to talk the talk. You know, we could talk the talk. I was talking to a pastor the other day um, and uh, the pastor, had, you know, had, had preached, um, had listened to them preach, uh, preach a, a powerful word, powerful word. And then we were talking um, uh, later on and I was asking and, and inquiring about um uh, a piece of a piece of uh, property that they that they were that they were on, 
and um, that piece of property uh, had become available. And um, so I said to them, I was like, well, you know, that's available. Uh, thinking about going over there, why don't y'all go over there and try to purchase that? And so they begin to, you know, say, you know, a few things uh, of why, why they would, would not do it. And um, so I listened for a few minutes and they were just going on and on and on. And then I said, well, now you just gave a powerful message. Um, there's nothing impossible for God. I'm hearing what you're saying in the natural. And so what does the kingdom Oh, he kind of will shut up. What does the kingdom of God say? The kingdom of God tells us that all things are possible if you would just believe. Remember, faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. And so I've been saying this. We have, you know what? We, we think low. Let me just bring it plain. We think low, but God thinks high. And so when we're confessing God's word and God's word should be building faith in our life, it should cause our thinking to become elevated with God. So that we're no longer thinking low, but now we're thinking like God, all things are possible with God to those who what? Who believe. And so I kind of said that to, to them uh, in a way and, and they, and they, they received it. They understood it. And um, we left it there. Amen. But, but this, this pastor, you know, of y'all's, let me tell you, I will walk in there <laughs> with, I could, I could have $50 in our bank account. And you know what? If it was available, I'd go in there like I have, 50 million. I, I would at least go out in faith and try and see. I would test the waters. Amen. Because I, I believe God like that. And you know, we, we need to, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes we, we don't allow God to do the miracles. We don't allow him to do the miracles because we don't get out the boat. And so I give it to Peter. At least he had enough faith to get out of the boat. That to me, like I told the people last week, that's where faith really had to <laughs> really be strong just to get out of the boat. And sometimes we don't get out of the boat. And if we don't get out of the boat, if, if Peter never got out of the boat, one thing he never knew, he would have never known that he could walk on water. Amen. So if we don't get out of the boat, if our if our thinking remains low and not become elevated and equal with the way God thinks, well, we won't get a chance to experience the, the supernatural, to experience what the word of God says we can have and who we are, saints of God. We got to change this way of thinking. We got to get rid of that religious thought pattern and we have to not be lazy. We have to, you know, get rid of the TV. I'm talking to myself too. I have to turn that TV off. Got to turn that YouTube off. And we have to get in that word for ourselves for that. So that God can, so that God can get to get that, 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 
that faith build up in us. Glory to God. So that we, so that we can, that we can expand the kingdom and that we can see the kingdom operating fully in our lives. Why? Because God's word says so and God's word is truth. And so I don't think Peter was really ready. I think he talked the talk similar to the, to the example I just gave you. We're talking the talk, but he didn't walk the walk. And why do you say that? I say that because he allowed the circumstances to cause him to falter. Listen, when you're believing God for the supernatural, when, and then you know what it is, it, it, I say supernatural, but when you believe in God for the kingdom promises, for what belongs to us as, as children of God, when you're believing him, circumstances and situations are going to arise. But those circumstances and situations should not deviate you or cause you to, to keep your eyes off of the promise. They're just distractions. It has nothing to do with what you're believing God for. The wind, the waves had nothing, and I said this on Bible study, had nothing to do with him walking to Jesus on the water. They were just distractions on the side. He just, just kept on walking. Just kept his eyes on Jesus and kept on walking. But no, he turned and look, he got distracted. I'm getting ahead of myself. Jesus said, come, and there was enough faith in that now word to cause Peter to be able to walk on the water. The problem was that Peter, right? I said he talked the talk, but he didn't walk the walk. But Peter's mind had not been renewed. His mind hadn't been renewed. How do you know that his mind was not renewed to the word of God? We knew that his mind had not been renewed because he allowed something that had nothing to do with what God was doing at that particular moment in his life. To cause him to doubt God. Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on the water. But he began to look at circumstances. He saw the high waves and he heard the boisterous wind. What did that have to do with him walking on the water? It had, as a matter of fact, he was out there on the water. He was already out there walking. It had nothing to do with it. Peter allowed those circumstances, again, that had nothing to do with walking on the water, to drain his faith. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key, saints of God. The distractions, the circumstances, in Peter's case, the water and the boisterous winds had nothing to do with, with what, 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 what he was believing God for. He was already out there. He was already walking. But when he looked over there to the left, to the right, opened up his ears to hear the wind, it drained his faith. What are you believing God for? Whatever it is that you're believing him for, because the circumstances are going to come, the devil's going to challenge it. But keep your eyes and your confession stay on it. Your mouth going to want to say something different. The tears going to come down. He gonna try, he's going to try to put doubt and unbelief. Glory to God. And when, when, when the enemy, 
when you allow the enemy to, to cause you to get distracted and start looking at, oh, but the bill collectors are calling. Oh, but my, my bank account is dwindling. Oh, but I don't have a $10, but I need $30 worth of gas. When you begin to look at the circumstances, it's, it, it, it will begin to drain your faith. Amen. If you're standing on the word that God will supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And you go in the store like I went in there and you start pulling stuff off the shelf that you need. And you're looking at what you have and you're looking at what's in that basket. And you started confessing because those were the circumstances and situations. It had nothing to do with what I'm confessing and what I'm believing and what I'm in agreement with God about concerning uh, my finances. Amen. So if I begin to focus on that, then it will drain your faith. And when it drains your faith, like Peter, he began to sink. I need you to talk to yourself today and tell yourself right now, that I am not going to allow the circumstances and situations in my life to drain my faith for what, uh, whatever I'm believing God for. It is not going to sink. It is not going to dry up. It is not going to cause me to miss what God has for me and what I am standing in agreement with for God to do in my life or in the life of others that I'm believing and praying for it. Listen, if you ain't get nothing else, get that. Don't let the circumstances and situations that the enemy brings your way, cause you to doubt cause you to cause to drain the faith out of your glory to God because he began to sink. And when you begin to sink, what happens? A lot of things happen. Fear comes in with the doubt and unbelief. Negativity. Start speaking negative instead of speaking God's word. So now, what's the solution to this? We know the problem. And we don't want to, we don't want to be there. So I don't want to leave you without a solution. What could have Peter, what could Peter have done differently? Right? What could he have done differently? First of all, he started thinking below God, right? He wasn't thinking where Jesus was thinking. Jesus was like, I walk on water. You can walk on water too, right? He was thinking too low. That's how we know he was talking to talk and not walking to walk because he was thinking too low. Now, think about it. Think about it for a minute. What could Peter have done differently? Well, first of all, he had never seen anyone walk on water. I give him that. He never saw anybody walk on water with the exception of Jesus. Because Jesus was before him and Jesus was walking on the water. Amen. So Peter had never seen anyone walk on water with the exception of Jesus. And with that being said, people of God, while the wind was blowing during the storm. Yeah, it was. Think about it. He was already out there. He was already walking to Jesus. <laughs> the wind was blowing, but he was already walking to Jesus. So what could he have done differently? Well, if Peter was thinking at the level of, of, of Jesus, right, while he's out there on the water, Peter could have seen the whole situation differently. And he could have assessed that situation maybe like this. This could have been, this could have been, just think about it. 
He could have said, well, well, you know what? I'm out here and I've never seen anyone walk on water before, but I guess the only time that maybe anybody can walk on the water is when the wind is blowing, right? When the wind is blowing up a storm and, and Jesus says, come, right? So he could have changed his way of thinking. Oh, no, people never walked on the water before. I see the wind and, and it, I mean, I hear the wind and I see the water that's, that, that's, that's raging, right? And nobody's ever done this, but Jesus is doing it. And maybe he's allowing it to, for me to experience it today because the only time people can walk on the water maybe is when Jesus is present. And he says, come, <laughs> glory to God. And Jesus says, come. And it has to be when the wind is blowing. He could have he could have just thought differently rather than allow the winds and 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 and, 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 and uh uh the the, the waters uh to to drain his faith. Amen. So so sometimes you know what you could just say you know what uh yeah I've I've never seen I've never seen um um someone, someone, uh, uh, purchase a home with, with, with no, with no money. Uh, but, but, but God said he'd supply all I need and I, and I need a home. So you know what? Um, listen, God said he's going to supply the need. I, I don't really have to consider how he's going to do it, but I know he can do it. And even though I don't have the money, who knows? Somebody can write a check, a uh, habitat, uh, 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 habitat housing um, organization can knock at my door and, you know, and say, hey, we, we're building uh, new homes in, in, in the community. And uh, would you like to be a part of that? We'd like to offer you home. You don't know how God's going to do it. You got to raise your thinking. Amen. In the meantime, you're looking at what you don't have. But how about you start saying what God says? Glory to God. Remember the 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 the, the widower and 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 how how uh, she didn't have any oil and you know the, the man of God told her to get some jars. Glory to God. She only had that one little bit of oil in the little jar there. But the more jars she collected, the more oil she had. She, she raised her thinking to the level of the man of God. I don't know how this is going to happen. I'm just going to do what he's going to do. I'm not going to let the circumstances and situations like, okay, I only got a little bit of oil. What do you mean? Get more, more jars. What, what how am I going to fill those up? Do you see what I'm, we must raise our level of thinking and we have to confess the word of God, believe the word of God, because we're learning on today that as we confess the word, it renews our mind to believe like him because faith, glory to God, is the currency of the kingdom. Whew. I'm about to end. I didn't even think I would be on here this long. I'm almost on here an hour, but it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So Peter was talking to talk, but he wasn't walking to walk. He could have thought differently. He could have thought like Jesus. In Matthew 14 and 30, in Matthew 14 and 30, the Bible says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. Saints of God, fear. And that's the, that is the weapon of the enemy. Fear, which causes doubt. 
and unbelief, that fear. But the word of God says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And if that fear or when that fear starts to rise up as we're confessing and believing God for whatever it is, amen, you need to confess that scripture. Fear, if allowed to run its course, it will always put you under the circumstances. What do you mean like that? What do you mean, Pastor? What I mean is, Fear, if you allow it, if you can get it in your psyche, it'll allow you to lose your confession. It'll cause you to doubt. Amen. It'll cause you to walk in unbelief. You'll be speaking doubt and unbelief. And the circumstances will overtake you. Like Peter, he began to sink. The circumstances caused him to sink because his faith was drained And he doubted. That's what fear does. He became fearful of what could have happened. Because now I'm out here in the middle of this water and wind. And he got fearful. Do not fear. I hear the Lord saying, do not fear. Hallelujah. Do not fear. Fear, if allowed to run its course, will always put you under the circumstances. This is why your mind must be renewed. In God's knowledge, so that you won't place circumstances, amen? You will not place circumstances above the word of God. Peter placed the circumstances above the word of God. Jesus just said, come, and all he had to do was keep coming, but he allowed the circumstances that had nothing to do with him coming to God, the word of God stepping out on it. He allowed them to overtake and override what God's word had commanded, what God's word uh, was that was spoken. And so I believe as I'm closing that that's how many people lose their healing and, and things of that nature. You know, people are healed and then they, they come back a year or two later, they lost their healing. And I believe it's because, you know, in that process that they're healed, um, sometimes things will come up in that process. You know, they might see something, which is, you know, you go to take a test and they say they see something there. And um, now you've been healed for two years, but you go to doctors, we see something here. We have to do further tests. And all of a sudden that fear comes in. Amen. And you cannot allow that fear to override your healing. You're healed. Amen. I don't care what you see on it. I don't care what you see. I am healed. I was healed back in 1976 and I'm going to continue to be healed. But if you open the door for fear, right? Because now they're telling you something else and you embrace it and you allow it to run its course, the circumstances now will override and cause that healing now to possibly to become to become lost. 
So you have to maintain your healing, saints of God. I know that's a that's a sidebar, but you have to maintain your healing. You have to continue to confess it because the circumstances and situations will come to challenge it. You could be healed for a year, two years, five years. He'll come back. Right. We know Jesus when he was challenged in the wilderness. He said, you know, the devil went away for for what? For a season. Amen. 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 And so the Apostle Paul, my last scripture, he says in Colossians uh, 3 verses 9 and 10, as we, we conclude on this morning. Colossians 3, 9 and 10, he says, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, glory to God, which is renewed uh, underline if you're an underliner or if you're a highlighter, the, 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 the B part says, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Oh, I love that. I love that for myself. I'm underlining right here from Mary Mallory. Amen. Let me say that again as I conclude. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have what? You have put off, saints of God. Those of you who are saved, you've put off the old man with his deeds. And now you've put on the new man. Glory to God, clothed in righteousness. Ah, You've put on that new man. Listen, which now is renewed, must be renewed in knowledge. Renewed to his word. After the image of him that created him, renewed in knowledge, renewed to your renewing your mind so that your mind will no longer think low, but that your thinking, the renewing of your mind will be elevated uh, to the point that that you think in agreement uh, and in alignment and high like God. Amen. Praise God. I pray that you were blessed on today. Let's have a word of prayer. Um, but before we have a word of prayer, I just want to offer Christ Jesus to anyone that would um, view this uh, message on today. You know, my, my um, sister <sighs> made a point. She says, you know what? We don't offer, we don't even have... Um, the offer much for salvation. We don't extend it. And, um, and I felt convicted with that because I don't, I don't extend it at, at our church because most of the time the people that are before me are the same people. And I know that they're, they're saved, but I don't know if you are saved. And when I say you, I'm saying those that follow me on, um, YouTube and even on our Facebook page, I don't know. And even on our podcast, because we do podcasts and we do have a audience in in other other countries. And so I don't know if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So I'm going to be mindful that we will extend uh, salvation. We will extend Jesus Christ uh, every time we get the opportunity to do so uh, on our Bible study, um, on our um on our um, podcast, whenever we are recording or going live, uh, we will extend uh, 
the 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 extend salvation uh, because we don't know who will tune in uh, to the to these messages. So today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or oh, He's the most wonderful, wonderful person uh, um, that I that I can honestly say uh, that has stepped into my life and has changed my life. Um, and although we, 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 as Christians, we may not be totally perfected yet, but we are certainly moving in that direction because we're certainly not who we were before we were saved. And so today, um, I'd like to offer you my Lord. I'm going to make it personal for me. I would like to offer you my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I would like to invite you into his kingdom. Amen. And so if you've never um, opened your heart uh, to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, today I invite you to, with confession, because we said with confession, right? Confession. We make the confession. Amen. And with our heart, we're going to believe. And so if you would just say this from your heart, that today, Lord, I invite you to come into my heart. And to become Lord of my life. I surrender. My life to you. I believe with all my heart. That Jesus Christ died. For my sins. And that he. Arose again. From the dead. And he is right now seated at the right hand of the Father. He paid the price for my sinful behavior. And today, because I confessed him with my heart and with my mouth, as my savior, I am saved. And if you repeated that with me on this uh, this day, because it may be morning where you are, or maybe evening or afternoon, if you've confessed that, made that open confession with your heart, then today we welcome you into the body and the kingdom of God. God bless you. And you're always free to reach out to us um, at our um, email, Hope International Ministries, him at gmail.com. And, you know, leave us a message uh, and uh, if there's anything we can do, any um, materials I can direct you to uh, that you, now that you're in the kingdom, that you can be discipled and learn about uh, the kingdom of God so that you will be able to have um, the kingdom manifest in your life, please contact us. Amen. Contact us uh, at, our, at our email. You can also uh, contact us on YouTube. Message us there as well. Uh, God bless you. Um, and uh, we're just excited about uh, what God is doing in the body of Jesus Christ. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. 
we thank God for you and we're going to pray out. And um, if you if you um, were blessed or are blessed by our channel, uh, feel free to to subscribe to to our channel and join us on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on this channel um, for our Bread of Life Bible study. And we also come up about 6, 630 every Sunday uh, with our, our Sunday message. God bless you. Let's have prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word on today. We thank you for the, the hearers of, of the word and uh, the doers of your word, Lord. We thank you for those that have received salvation today, Lord. We just bless you. Now, Father, we are teachable people. We are teachable. We've been taught this word will not uh, be snatched out of our heart because we decree and declare that we understand it because the Holy Spirit is teaching us and guiding us. Now, Lord, let us apply it to our lives that we will continue to walk in victory because we are a people of victory. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. And we pray that throughout this week that your people, O oh God, will walk in their kingdom blessing, will walk in kingdom power, and will walk in kingdom victory. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. And as we say on our prayer line, um, remember, saints of God, that Jesus Christ is Lord. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Amen. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.